Hey, hey, mamas. It's your girl Marissa here with the official Midwest Mama podcast, a production of the only all-woman curated local publication, Midwest Mama magazine. When you tune into our all-new podcast, you can expect to hear from inspiring local women who are leading businesses, running and starting businesses, mothers and non-mothers alike. And we are here to share stories that will inspire, encourage, and empower each of us to realize our own potential. We invite you to come along with us as we hear and learn from women who are tackling big goals and big dreams, facing both familiar and unfamiliar challenges. We're going to be dropping new episodes on you at least monthly, and you can always find them for free wherever you get your podcasts. Or you can always visit us at MidwestOHMama.com. All right. Well, hey, mamas. How are you? Hello. Good. Very good. <laughs> uh, it's your girl, Marissa, here with the official Midwest Mama podcast. And we are so jazzed to be joined today uh, by Liz Guile. Is yep, that right? That's correct. Um, and also by Mackenzie Frank. Hi, ladies. Hello. <laughs> it is springtime, right? And the sun is coming out and the temperatures are warming up. Um, and it is. It is absolutely wedding season. And so we wanted to do an episode with some wedding industry professionals like you ladies who are here to share some insight into the craziness that is being in the wedding service industry and really how both brides and vendors like yourselves can make the most out of their working relationships with their vendors. So as I mentioned before, I am joined by Mackenzie Frank, who is the lead creative of MKF Photo. Um, They're a photography brand that creates, let me tell you guys, listen, the most drop-dead gorgeous images. If you all have not had a chance to pick up the Midwest Mama magazine, almost all of the images throughout the entire publication were created uh, by Mackenzie. And she just made every single one of the mamas that um, are gracing the pages of the magazine feel like absolute rock stars. And I'm speaking from experience because she took a couple of pictures of me and my little kids. And I have already, Frank, because like you did, like, it just wound up being like a set of three that looked really good. And so I'm actually framing them and Are putting them up in our new oh, house. Yes, okay, I love am. that. That's awesome. So um, just little shout out there. She's incredibly talented. So Mackenzie, I want to start off by learning a little bit about MKF Photo. And then Liz, you're going to tell us about your business, Valley Film Co. So let's get going. Mac, tell us about yourself. Okay. Okay, well, first of all, thank you for all of that. Those were a lot of nice words. You're um, welcome. But yeah, so I started my business in, I believe it was 2016, basically started shooting anything and everything just to get my foot in the door. And I slowly transitioned into wedding, something I never thought I would shoot because I am still a pretty shy person. I've gotten a lot better, but the thought of shooting a wedding terrified me, and it turns out I actually love doing it. So I've shot, um, I think, 201 weddings, I believe now. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I love that you keep track of those. I just, I counted it like maybe a couple months ago because I was curious. So yeah, I've had so many different experiences with that. But yeah, I absolutely love weddings. And now that I've kind of found my niche, I've narrowed that down to weddings and boudoir. So um, I love taking photos of gals who just feel awesome and then have a great experience with that. And yeah, so weddings and boudoir. Yes, yeah. those are my things. Yeah. I can I vouch for the boudoir. Ooh. Yes, oh, yeah, I've for, shot okay. for Liz, okay, Liz. <laughs> who killed it. <laughs> 
Uh, did you? Uh, what, what did you? Did you do that for your wedding or? Yeah. Yes. Yep. So awesome. right before the wedding, I like squeezed in a session yep. with her. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I was just recently looking at um, someone uh, did a. It was a a boudoir pregnancy, like a maternity, oh, maternity but it was yeah. boudoir with her pregnancy belly, and they were just beautiful. Mm-hmm. I mean, they yeah. really were. So it sounds like then, Mackenzie, that you really enjoy creating beautiful images and making brides and couples feel that beauty on their day or um, when they're shooting with you. And and I think that you do a really good job of making people feel comfortable too. Thank you. So cool. (laughs) So really big part of any wedding day is having photography. But I would also say that another really big part of uh, a wedding day when you're thinking about capturing memories um, also has to do with video capturing and video storytelling. And I'm also joined today by Liz Guile. Liz is one half of a dynamic duo that is Valley Film Co. And um, they are storytellers. And um, some of the films that I've been able to uh, witness of theirs, they are breathtaking. Okay. And they are not, I mean, whether you're trying to capture a sunrise or a smirk in the corner of a room that nobody noticed. And before we got started today, I was saying, oh, yeah, me, this year's my 10 year wedding anniversary. And my number one regret for my wedding is not hiring a videographer. So tell us a little about uh, Valley Film Co., uh, you and Sean. So we officially have been Valley Film Co. um, since spring of 2018. But I would say, I'm trying to think of when we shot our first wedding. I think it was in 2016. And it was that situation where it's completely happened by chance. Um, Sean has been shooting music videos and has been filming for probably, I don't know, five or more years even prior to that. And my friend and roommate from college was getting married and she had seen just travel films that we had made from trips we had gone on. And she had seen a couple of his music videos, and she was like, uh, would you ever, like, shoot a wedding? <laughs> and that was definitely not on his radar, and it certainly was not on mine. I went to school for photography, um, and that was what my degree – that is what my degree is in. But it was funny because my entire time in school and after that, I was like, I am never going to shoot weddings I could never shoot weddings. I could not do it. I don't want to do it. And that was our lead-in to weddings. And then, of course, you get hooked. You just get hooked. Why? Tell me about why. I think, why do you like, guys get hooked on weddings? A big thing is the couples. Like, we both attract couples that are just, like, they want to have a good time. They're chill. Yeah. Um, they kind of turn into a friend. Yeah. To friends. I have a lot of couples that I shot their weddings who were actually invited to my wedding. So yeah, I think that's just it makes it more fun for us. Same with the vendors. That's also cool. Like when you're working with great vendors, it makes the day so much better. Mm-hmm. But you're spending one of the best days of people's lives like with them. So with them and with their family, and you're there during the times that not even their closest friends and family, their guests are there. You're with them like the entire day which is special and it's it is stressful but it's really fun and it's i mean to be able to say that that's your job that's pretty cool yeah so the one word that i feel like i keep hearing you guys say is relationships mm-hmm. and you know today why i kind of wanted to talk with both of you guys around the wedding industry specifically is because it can be a really tough space for professionals to 
not just work with him, but to be able to maintain um, mental health, Mm -hmm. being able to maintain a, a healthy balance in your work life, being able to demand good working relationships with brides, with couples. Um, Because to your point, this is, for a lot of people, the most important day of their lives. And it's certainly the most important day of their lives, they think, as they're leading up to it, you know, because they haven't had all the other important, (laughs) most important days of their lives that will probably (laughs) be more important than the wedding day. Um, So there's so much riding on it. And when there's so much riding on um, something like a wedding, emotions can be really high. Um, So what I wanted to talk about today is how you all um, as wedding industry professionals, what is your advice for brides and couples on how to manage their vendor relationships so that they can get the most out of their vendor? And by the most out of, it's like kind of to your point that you just said, Mackenzie, like, you know, when you vibe with somebody, like you you enjoy them, you want to create amazing photography for them. Mm-hmm. You want them to walk away with the most incredible memories. And so when you have good vibes with somebody, it's that much easier to create amazing um, content for them. Um, so talk to us, like, how does a bride really get off on the right foot? What's the right way to get started with some of your wedding vendors? So at least with me, I love to meet with my couples before they book me. Yep, same, same thing. Here. I, I want to make sure we vibe well, because if we're not vibing over a beer, like, you know, on a weekend night or weekday night, it's going to be awkward on the wedding day. So I usually love to meet with them. Then comes in the engagement session. So that's us meeting again. And then obviously the wedding. And just through that whole process, you know, your communication has to be really good. You have to help them with any questions they have. And that's when they begin to really trust you. And that is just a game changer. When they know like, you know what, it's going to rain on my day. I trust my photographer. She has backup plans. She knows what to do. Like that's when they fully put all their faith in you. And I love when people are like, oh, I trust you, you know, and I'm like, you got it. I I won't let you down. You know, I'm going to make this the best day it can be. And yeah, so trust is huge with that. Yeah, it's definitely the same for us in terms of we are always trying to meet them either meeting them in person or a video call or something to be face-to-face to them in some way to kind of see if you match, see if it's a good fit, not only stylistically what they're looking for, but also like Mackenzie said, if we're not able to just talk and chat <laughs> on a regular day before your wedding, it's going to be weird. You're going to feel weird all day, even if you know, there's nothing bad that happens. The The vibe and the feeling of the day is definitely going to be off. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants that. Yeah. You definitely yeah. don't want that. Yeah. So I think it's probably just as important for couples to have that same feeling, right? Like, so it's not just you wanting to make sure that um, there is, I guess, a, a relationship that you can build a foundation on, right? Um, brides and couples should want to have those same kinds of, they should want to vibe with their vendors oh, as well yeah. is basically, yep. <laughs> basically all that I'm saying. Um, and so what are some things that are um, good practices for industry professionals to start establishing that trust you talked about, Mackenzie? Because I, it does sound like, yes, we need relationship and with relationship comes trust. And so what are some of the things that you all do early on in your relationships with your um, clients to help establish some of those those to help establish the trust? I think communication is a big thing. A lot of people, when I reply to their email, they'll, they'll say, like, thank you for the speedy reply. Like, I, I appreciate I you getting back to me. I wrote that. 
back to you <laughs> oh, when we probably. were corresponding last yeah. week. I'm like, oh, oh, thank you for responding so to me so quickly. Yeah, my, it's not normal. <laughs> my dad told me if it takes a minute or less in the moment, just do it then and there. And my phone's almost always with mm-hmm. me. So if I'm like, oh, this is an easy email, like boom, 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 reply. And it just, it knows that I'm reachable. Um, and so I think it gives them a sense of like, okay, like she'll be there if we need her. We're good. So that's it. Definitely is. I think one of those fine lines that you have to walk, though, because it is hard um, when you are solely responsible for your entire company. And I, th- I think especially with weddings, it's so important, like you said, to have a quick response time with emails and correspondence. Um, but it's hard because. You know, if you get that email at 7 p.m. at night and you're sitting on the couch watching TV with whoever you're with, your family, your husband, your wife, whoever, it's it's that, that switch that goes off in my brain that is, do I reply to it now or do I wait until the morning during, in quotes, normal work hours to reply to them, but you could have lost them by that point. So yeah. it's a weird line to walk and I think it's especially relevant to weddings versus anything else um, in terms of photo and video since that's what we do but there's a certain demand I think with weddings that comes along with that and it is hard to it's hard to strike that <laughs> hard balance. to navigate yeah and I think it's it's also it sounds a little bit around um, just you know where do you properly place those boundaries right so if it's a a quick, text back like yep got your note or yes that time works for me great but if it's I guess something a little bit more involved well it is going to take you time you know maybe the option is a quick response in that moment hey I got your note I'll get back with you yeah xyz tomorrow within 24 hours or Mm -hmm. whatever it is because you can accomplish the fact that you're establishing trust by responding immediately but you're also protecting your own space. Absolutely. Um, to where, you know, both of you are entrepreneurs. I think most of the women that um, we're featuring within Midwest Mama, a lot of people are juggling a lot of different things. And as an entrepreneur, you're right. It's like, how do you decide, am I going to answer this email at 10 o'clock at night, you know, or am I going to push it off because I know, you know, five years from now, I want that space. But right (laughs) now, as I'm building my business, I need to be on all the time. So there's that tension that I think a lot of uh, women, not just women, but a lot of business owners feel to strike that balance and, you know, knowing when and where to set those boundaries to protect yourself. Absolutely. I think it's ever changing. (laughs) Isn't it? It's literally like a a moving, (laughs) a moving target. Yeah. Mm. Oh, so sorry, guys. Am I, am I interrupting your podcast listening pleasure with my snacking? I couldn't help it. I had to jump in real quick and tell you guys about my favorite snack. Have you ever tried Hen of the Woods kettle chips? If big and bold flavors are your thing, then I highly recommend you get your hands on some Hen of the Woods kettle chips. They're locally produced and... Hen of the Woods even helped us produce this local podcast. So the next time you're in a snacking mood and you're wondering what to get, head out to your local grocery store, your local corner store, wherever you get your favorite chips, and check out Hen of the Woods. Or visit henofthewoodsotr.com. Okay, back to your listening pleasure. I'll get back to my chips. Well, cool. So tell me, what's one piece of advice um, that you could give couples 
um, that are looking to engage with a videographer or a photographer for their wedding? Like what's one thing that they can do to help their day run smoothly in your experience? I mean, I think it's not necessarily a specific to one wedding that we shot, but I think an underlying thread that we see constantly is I don't want to say that you have to have a planner because you absolutely do not if you are the personality type, but we have never shot a wedding where there was a planner involved and it didn't go so smoothly like it's just never happened and I don't know if it's the same for you but anytime there's a planner involved I go into the day feeling like it's gonna be smooth as smooth as it can possibly go weddings are kind of wild but as smooth as it can go it's gonna go that way um and I don't again like I don't think you have to have a planner but knowing that the people that you have involved um in terms of vendors and also friends and family you know like whoever you have as your core group for the day making sure that everyone is on the same page, the timeline plays out well, and building in as much extra time for yourself too that you can, you're not gonna regret that. You're never gonna regret that. Yeah. I would say my biggest piece of advice is prepare all that you can before your wedding day, and then when the day comes, just roll with it. You know, I've shot so many weddings where I had to deal with rain and figuring out problems, and I was hoping for my wedding there wouldn't be rain. There was rain, but you know what? I woke up a little bummed, of course, but I was still getting married. Um, every I had every vendor that I wanted. Everything was still great, and, you know, you just roll with these little things. Like, we had to start our ceremony 15 minutes later. Who cares? You know, whatever. Um, just... Little things are going to happen that make your wedding day uniquely yours and just kind of, you know, let it roll off your shoulders, laugh about it, and then move on. Because if you're stuck worrying about like, oh, no, we don't have a boutonniere for grandpa, like my life is over, then, you know, you're totally ruining the vibe for not only yourself, but everyone around you. So, yeah, I think it's kind of going off of that, too. It's just going back to like put in the time and effort during your planning to really vet your vendors and have a face-to-face conversation with them, talk to them, and make sure that, like you said, you're building that trust with those people because if you have that and you know, okay, Mackenzie's got the photos on lock, like we have our um, venue that's helping set everything up, all this stuff, like you don't have to worry about anything else. You you might worry, oh, it's going to rain, but nobody has control of that. So like, Knowing that you trust every single person that you have pulled in for your wedding day, if it rains, it rains. You figure it out. You're still going to have amazing photos. Everything is still going to – you're still going to be married at the end of the day. So just having that trust built with those people is so important. And spending that time in the planning process versus the day of or the days leading up freaking out about stuff because you feel uncertain about those people is not the way to go. Yeah, 100%. So how do you, um, so one thing I know, I feel like I've seen on your page, Mackenzie, um, on MKF Photos uh, social pages, I think I saw something recently like, oh, I've opened my books for 2023, like, so like way far out, right? Um, And then maybe I feel like I also recently saw like, oh, my books are closed, right, for 2022. And this was actually probably a while ago that I saw Mm -hmm. that. And so that it's a question, you know, how do you all decide what is the right number of projects that you work on on an annual basis? Um, and why do you make that decision? And really where I'm going with that is like, you know, again, with striking balance, 
boundaries. Like, how do you protect your time? You know, how do you decide what's the right amount and still make money, right? Right. Yeah. So I think that depends on the year. Um, When I first started, it was like, just any wedding I can get, anyone, like, come here, come here. Um, And then obviously with 2020 and a bunch of those weddings getting pushed to 2021, I had two years of weddings basically pushed into one year. And I think I shot like 42 of my own and then second shot for people and I was like, oh, my God, this is this is way too much. Just like, shiver down <laughs> my yeah. <spine. laughs> so while I did survive, I survived barely. And I know I never want to do that again. Um, so I put caps on years just like to hit a goal. Um, I've raised my prices. So financially, I know that I'll be fine at said goal. But, yeah, I'm definitely taking less and less each year because I want to spend more time focused on those couples more time at home, like trying to do nothing. I'm a very productive mm-hmm. person always, but I need to learn to just like chill out sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's very important to set a number. And then if you reach it, great. If you don't, you know, it's fine. But yeah, I'm, yeah, that's all I have she's to say. Not, she's not the best at that, I'll say. I, I'm getting better at <laughs> learning to say better. no, but yeah. It is hard when people are like, oh, we love your work. Can right. we book you? And yeah. I'm like, oh, you know, I've already reached a limit or whatever but yeah yeah so that's basically how it is for us too we we do not shoot that many because we are not insane (laughs) um no I think at the beginning it's it's it was the exact same for us like when you're getting into it you're just like okay yes like anybody that reaches out yes 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 trying to fill in that time and like build that following and that portfolio so that people can see what you are capable of doing um but over the years, it's gotten more, I don't want to say selective, but you have to really start to pick and choose, you know, you at this point, like, there's no way we could possibly book every person that is reaching out to us, even if they want to book us, because it's just way too many. Um, and last year was definitely a wild ride, for sure, in terms of the amount. We're trying to stick to 15 or 16. Um, that's basically what we have for this year. And then we have a few booked for 2023. I think video is still a little bit different from photo where it's still kind of a maybe for a lot of people. So it's not, oh, we have our venue and now we have our photographer and so we're good. It's always like an afterthought. It's starting to get better to where a lot of people are booking it like as they're booking their photographer, but that's not how it's been for years. And so I think for us, it's not as uncommon to be booking still, you know, five months out. But as we've become more established, it's definitely grown to the point where, yeah, like at the end of 2021, we were getting people emailing us for 2023. And we were like, we are not booking yet for 2023, (laughs) because that just seems too far away. Right. So it sounds like you can, um, you know, I think it it sounds a little bit like you need to do what's right for your business at the time. At that exact moment. So like Mackenzie was like, look, I'm capping stuff because I'm literally fried because of having to stuff two years worth of weddings Mm -hmm. into one. And so she capped. But you guys are you guys are in a space where you're like and we're actually stretching a little bit this year and we're not going to say uh, I'll hire you in 20, you can hire me in 2023 because we're not sure what right. what's going to be, you know, right for you and Sean in 2023. Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds a lot like, you know, 
not being fearful of making your decisions one way or the other based on what's best for you. And I think that that's a little bit foreign when you're thinking about um, being in a service industry mm-hmm. because the world says that it's all about the customer and that our needs as professionals are not as important as the needs of the customer. And that's a lie, mm-hmm. right? We all know that's a lie, but that's not really what the world tells us. And that's not, and to many brides' defense, that's not what the world tells brides, yeah. right? The oh, world yeah. tells brides that it's all about them and they can have whatever they want and they should be able to get it for a super good deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't have to be nice about it either. Yeah. Um, and being nice, as my mom used to always tell me, like you catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a million one of those <laughs> sayings, but they're so true. Yeah. And I think that's maybe what I'm hearing from you guys is it's like, be nice. Yeah. Be kind. And you're going to get so much further uh, than you would by being a little sour. Yeah. You know? Totally and I agree. think that <laughs> comes into play, especially like anytime we're meeting with someone beforehand. You can really read a person by how they say things, what they say, whether it's via email. Email's a little bit harder, but whether it's via email, the amount that we book or that we want to book, and ensuring that it is. You know, it's someone who is nice, kind, fun, is ready, down for anything in terms of, you know, like they've put their trust in us and they're just like, yep, we're going to follow you, you know, on our day. We're going to listen to everything you have to say (laughs) and we're just going to go with it because we trust you. That's why we hired you. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) I think that's transferable, right, to any business, honestly. I mean, I know we're talking about weddings specifically, but um, I think any person that you're going to hire to help you with something, A, if you can establish the trust – if you can maintain your relationship by being respectful to one another, um, that's only going to take that working relationship that much further, Absolutely. you know. Well, anything fun on the horizon for each of you and your businesses? Yeah. So we, um, the other half of our, honestly, half of our business at this point is doing um, more c- just like separate creative video work or like commercial and corporate type stuff. And that is honestly really boomed with COVID. I do think a lot of businesses and companies saw the value in video at that point because, A, a lot of them needed help with setting up conferences, video conferences and things like that. So we've done some of that. But we're currently working on something that's really fun and exciting for um, one of our friends who is going to be in Fringe Festival. So we're working on shooting kind of a trailer for that that will be coming out. And that's really fun and creative and exciting because weddings, although they are super fun and special, you don't have as much creative control over a lot of stuff. So it helps to have other things in play that are creative and keep your juices flowing because as you, I'm sure, will agree, Mackenzie, <laughs> wedding burnout is very real. Yeah. And I think that especially taking less and less helps with that, but also having these other fun things that are refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. It's a breath of fresh air. So we're working on that. And then I just, um, in February, the beginning of February, quit my full-time job. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. <laughs> so now we are both fully full-time with our company. 
Yeah. Which is exciting is. and terrifying. <laughs> and Got it, Mama. Um, but yeah, it is nice because it's opening up doors to play around with things that I just genuinely did not have the time or the yeah. mental capacity yeah. to take on. So yeah, I'm going to be fun. dipping my toes into some things. Cool. Yeah. Love the Fringe Festival. <laughs> yes, I'm very excited about that. What about you, Mac? Got anything um, fun going on? So I think the fun thing for me is I am, you know, capping at 15. Yeah. So I'll be Woo. able to live my life as like a real person. And a newlywed. Uh, yes. You guys, both of you all are, are yep. newly married. So this whole like, you know, idea of engaging wedding vendors and all that's really fresh for you both. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's nice to have like experience now yeah. to talk to our couples about like, sure. hey, this is what like helped us. And, and honestly, even just having, I don't want to go on a tangent, but knowing firsthand, being on the flip side of that and knowing, <laughs> kind of helping us figure out like oh we need to make sure we do this or we need to actually absolutely make sure we're not focusing on this because it just does not matter and so being able to have that firsthand experience to relay to couples that we have is pretty nice yeah yeah I agree like now that I know how a bride feels, like, right before you walk down oh an aisle, like, I'll talk to my brides, like, all right, cool, see you down there, like, later, and they're freaking out, which I was like, oh, they probably feel like how I feel, which is pretty calm. <laughs> when I actually, <laughs> like, before I went down the aisle, I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God. Oh, I yeah. was already crying, and I Aww. cried all the way down the aisle. <laughs> I was laughing because my officiant was dressed up as a Target yeah. employee, well, which is where my husband what? and I met. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, yeah. that's so hilarious. I mean, luckily that like <laughs> took out all the nerves immediately after I saw him. But you know, beforehand when those those gates are closed Ooh. and you know the music starts, it's like, all right, here we go. You know, but yeah, just to like share my experiences with them is awesome mm-hmm. as well. Um, but yeah, next year I have some traveling, which I hate planes, but I'm going to a couple places like Charlotte. I have a wedding, West Virginia. That's great. Um, so a couple different things like that, and I'm really going to go like crazy with boudoir um I'm like really getting into that so I think next year I might do like more boudoir than weddings and weddings might just be like part two of my business mm-hmm. which is crazy to think about because it's been my business for years and years and years but yeah it's I think kind just of switching gears it is. <laughs> a little that, bit isn't that awesome as entrepreneurs you all have the power to let your businesses evolve as you evolve mm-hmm. you know as your lives evolve. Yeah. Which was especially important the past two years. Yeah. yeah. So slowing down has definitely been a big goal of mine because, you know, when you're like dying every week from not sleeping and just trying to get everything done for everyone, that's going to roll into your business. And I wanted to kind of catch that before it, you know, happened too hardcore. So yeah, just changing some things around has been really good for me. Even this year, like not shooting as much as I shot last year. It's been awesome. <laughs> More sleep, which More has been sleep. wonderful. <laughs> Thank More you. Space. More space. Well, um, I think this was a lot of incredible information. I really think that it is um, going to be valuable for our listeners to hear. Um, so we're going to kind of wrap up the podcast. But what we like to end every podcast with is um, just a question around something that has to do with motherhood. So for each of you, what I wanted to ask, um, and I prompted you, so hopefully you guys got a chance to, to think about it before you came today, but tell us a story or a quote or just a piece of advice um, that a, your mother or a mother figure in your life has given you that has helped shape your 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 business, your outlook on how you run your business. Um, just give us a, a, little, a little, little piece of advice. 
Uh, for me, my mom always just taught me to do what makes me happy, uh, to ask for help when you need it, but you know, don't always rely on other people for things. So learn how to do it yourself, and then once you need help, just don't be afraid to reach out for that. But yeah, doing what makes you happy was probably the biggest thing that stuck with me because I know a lot of people who went into like career paths that they're like, you know what, the money's good, whatever, I'll just do it. And then, you know, 10 years later, they are so unhappy with their job or whatever. But I just went with photo because it was a hobby and I loved it and I kind of turned it into a business. So yeah, kind I think of. that's okay. <laughs> I don't know. It feels weird talking about it. <laughs> but yeah, that would probably be it for me. That's awesome. I would say that mine is, my mom is very much where I got all of my creativity from. And so she has definitely been the person in my life that I'm always looking to, to kind of, I guess, refill that tank when it's running low. Mm. And it's not even, it's not even necessarily, you know, that she's giving me sage creative advice or anything anytime I find myself in that space, but just watching her over the course of my 31 years of being alive, um, she is just the type of person that is always going, always doing something, always trying something new. And it has definitely followed me through the course of my life and gotten me where I am right now for sure. Yeah. So. Yeah. Moms are the best. Go mamas, mamas are the best. <laughs> they are. They are. They're really good. Well, ladies, thank you so much for joining us on the official Midwest Mama podcast. Uh, last little plug, if you would like to check out Valley Film Co., tell us where to find you at, Liz. Yeah, so we're um, pretty much anywhere you could look. <laughs> Our Instagram is just at Valley Film Co. Um, our website is valleyfilmco.com. Awesome. How uh, we find you, Mackenzie? Uh, so, yeah, my Instagram, that's where I put all my heart and soul into, yeah. uh, at mkf.photo, and then boudoir, you can find on there as well, mkf.boudoir. Awesome. <laughs> well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to our official Midwest Mama podcast. Uh, we are going to be coming at you again with another episode. Um, coming up soon, we are going to feature This Little Mama Went to Market. We're going to be talking to some super fun market vendors about what it's like to run a small retail business entirely online and through pop-up shops and markets like the all-new mustard seed market that's coming at the end of April to greater Cincinnati's east side. Alrighty, looking forward to chatting with you all again. Until we do, go out there and get it, mama.